Yo, 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 what's up, man? This is your boy, Young Rex, and you tuned in with another episode of Rexy T's True Crime Stories. And this one, I remember this one, like, this was back in 2017. I remember this. This was before I was podcasting, before I thought of even doing the podcast. I probably was just able to get a good enough studio to record music, yeah. But um, I do remember this story because I remember streaming was lit. This is the time where streaming was everything. This is the time where you couldn't wake up without your phone and going live or going to somebody's live stream and seeing what they're doing, let alone. And, and, and I say that because this was even before, like, the famous people were streaming like that. Like, this is when it just broke out to, like, everybody before it just became a thing. But I do remember at one point of time in 2017 that everyone has started streaming like the news the famous people the regular people the like you know what i mean like everybody was streaming and i remember this was a this was a phrase that went i mean this was a phase that went on because it actually still goes on today but it's not so much as streaming but everybody will pull out and record and then you know upload later to different platforms where back in 2017 it was straight captured on live stream that was it i want to say uh around like the kanika jenkins they was live streaming and i think that may have been 17 or it may have been 19 i'm my day my, my years and my days run together but if i'm not mistaken that was at a time where people were streaming hard as well it was it was kind of like a show show off like at, at first it was just take pictures but then it got to a point where it was like, I need you to watch what I'm doing. I need you to watch how much fun we're having. I need you to watch like how lit I be or whatever the situation was. So this story is about Abdullah Sanchez. She was a 18-year-old graduate from Stockton, California. She had three uh, siblings, two sisters and a brother. Um, it says, like her past history, she was abused at 11. At 13, she was abducted, raped, trafficked. Um, fast forward, July 21st, 2017. Abdullah was taking her sister, uh, Jacqueline, her 14-year-old sister, Jacqueline, who, was turned, who turned 15 and was having a quinceanera that Saturday, the very next day. This happened on a Friday. And the very next day, Jacqueline was going to have a quinceanera. And Jacqueline was in the 10th grade. Um, she had just finished the 10th grade. Uh, like I said, streaming and social media and all that stuff was real, real big in 2017. And that's where Jacqueline met her friend, 14-year-old Manuela. And it says they dated for seven months and they always hung out. So I don't know if they had like a little relationship going on or if they just considered themselves as best friends. But a dude was taking Jacqueline to go pick up uh, Moella and, you know, bring her back to their house and get ready for the quinceanera and everything. And like the crazy, like the, the thing that sent chills through my body. For, okay, for one, it's a live stream, so of course, you know, that makes you look at it and be like, that's crazy, why, why would you do that? And, um, and, and, 
And not only did she live stream the whole accident when her sister died, she showed it. She showed the whole world, all her fans, all her live stream, everybody that was on her live stream, she showed her sister laying there lifeless as she talks to the camera. Um, she looked intoxicated, of course. Um, but the thing that had made my blood chill was when she posted a video like maybe an hour before. So I'm thinking uh, as they was driving to Gibbon Well, it may have been like two, three cities over. Uh, actually, they were um, going to Fresno, California. So that was just a couple of months, a couple of cities over. And the first stream, Jacqueline was sitting in the front seat. And you could see uh, a doula rapping. She's lit. And she almost hit a van that was turning out. And you can literally see Jacqueline, like, waving her hands. She's, she's doing it, like, in a joking manner. But she's waving her hands, like, you're going to kill me. Don't kill me. Like that, right? And then 6.40 p.m. that same day, while a doula was live streaming and rapping and doing all this again, now they're on their way back to Stockton. They picked up Manuela, and Jacqueline got in the back seat with Manuela. So now they're both in the backseat with no seatbelt on, just talking and chilling. Uh, a doula's up in the front seat, lit as hell, rapping, and she's live streaming. So as one, as the live stream shows, she take her hands off the steering wheel, and I guess the car loses control. Later on in the interview, Manuela said that the tire blew out. But you see that the second she took her hand off the steering wheel, she lost control. They went to flipping, you can hear the metal breaking, crashing, glass breaking, like, you know what I mean? You can hear all this. And you hear a doula yelling Jacqueline's name, no response, as she comes inside of the camera. And she picks up the camera and she flashes it at her little sister and she looks at the at the camera and says, I know I just killed my little sister. I know I'm about to go to jail for life, okay, but I'm about to hold it down, quote, end quote, or something like that, you know. I don't know if that was verbatim, but she made something along that, that statement. And people were first trying to say that she didn't have no remorse, which later on through the video, because she shows the body like two or three times, and like towards the end of the video, you can see her kneeling next to her little sister, like, crying and saying, I'm sorry, sweetie, I never wanted this to happen for you, I love you. Um, she goes on to go to trial, you know, and she, everybody's saying that it's her fault. And she said part of the reason that she live-streamed it because she knew she had over 5,000 followers and she knew that her sister would have a good burial. Again, this is when social media and everything was taking over, so people were feeling like they needed to be a certain way for the camera. They needed to be a certain way for the people that was following them. So, I mean, she ends up getting a lawyer. I mean, well, she didn't get a lawyer. They gave her a lawyer, and he fought, and she reneged on her um, plea. At first, you know, I think she said she was guilty, and then she pled to... No content because she said after watching the video it made her look like a monster and that's not, that's not what it was. Um, Manuela was there to testify and said that the wheel blew out so it wasn't even her fault but police had tested her and she was above the 
the alcohol limit. So I think it would be like a manslaughter charge. But anywho, fast forward, she's in jail. She gets out two years early for good behavior. <laughs> and not even a month later of being out of jail, she goes back to jail. And it was for a high-speed chase. She took the police on a high-speed chase. Uh, when they did finally come to a stop, uh, a passenger jumped out and ran towards the highway. She got arrested. They found it, a loaded gun in the car. So now she's charged with violation of parole, running, driving reckless without a, uh, without a license. Like she's charged with all this stuff, charged with having a loaded gun. It's like you see her now, two years later, afterwards, she was just pleading and saying that she's sorry and she wasn't trying to do this. You see her two years later, she got her sister's name tatted on the neck. And it's like she just, like, she's just like, I'm with whatever, like, I'm known to life. And one thing that her lawyer had argued, argued about that, it's really not her fault that she was like this, however she was. Uh, her dad was with her every step of the way and said she was diagnosed with uh, uh, bipolar and schizophrenia, all that stuff like that. And um, it was just... It was just crazy. I don't know what the end outcome for her was. Hopefully, with her dad crying out, saying that she needs help more than she needs to be in jail, I can see that. Especially if at 11 years old, she was abused, and at 13, she was kidnapped, raped, and trafficking. Like, I can see her low-key being a lost soul, and then not to mention her actions that she did killed her little sister probably one of the only people in the world that she really actually cared about. She kills her. So now she really feels guilty and feels like she's an F up and I mean I feel bad because it's it's people like that that I think should get out and get the proper help that they need for free. At least like the first six months. Like Get them going, help them get a job, talk to them, get them right, like, at least six months for free. And then where they go from there is kind of, like, up to them. But I think to just throw her back out, and now she's out knowing that she's killed her sister. People probably looking at her crazy. She get on social media and see all kind of crazy stuff being said about her, you know. So it's kind of like she don't care anymore. Or it's kind of like she gave up. Like, what else do she got? And nobody's giving her that opportunity to tell her, you, you, you can't have this. It's not too late. Like, if she was 18, would that happen two years later? That make her, what, 20? So she's probably somewhere around 21, 22 right now. Like, and probably in jail. You know? And it's just like, what she's going to do when she get out now? I don't know. Maybe I should write her. I never thought of nothing like that. Maybe I should look over where she at and send her a letter or something and just curiously just ask. I want to know what are your plans if you get out, if you're in jail. I'm sorry, I don't know if you're in jail. Uh, if you're not in jail, I hope you hear this podcast and you reach out to me. Um, but I just kind of want to know where you at right now in life. Like, what did that? What did you learn from that situation? 
with with the car wreck, with your sister, with the live streaming, drinking, where are you now compared to then? Where are you emotionally, physically, mentally? Are you stable? Do it still fuck with you? Do you got PTSD? Can you not drive a car now? Do you not drink no more? Like, I want to know all these things. Did you just give up on life completely? Like, I want to know these things. So, I don't know. Maybe I should do that. That could be the first, the first test. And I'll come back and update you guys, like, if I did it, if I actually did it, if I was just talking and changed my mind or whatever. But I think that's, I'm a, I guess I first can look up and see if she's still alive or if she's in jail or where she's now. But I guess once I find that information, it should be so easy because everything is still social media. I'm pretty sure it's a Facebook or something, or X or YZ. I'm pretty sure it's something I can find. So I definitely will update y'all with that. Um, but now that's all I got, man. The Adula Sanchez story, man. Um, shit. That's it. There you go.